Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. Psalm 104, verses 24 through 35. O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the sea, great and wide. Creeping things innumerable are there, living things both small and great. There go the ships and Leviathan that you formed to sport in it. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in her works, who looks on the earth and it trembles who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. May my meditation be pleasing to her, for I rejoice in the Lord. Let sinners be consumed from the earth, and let the wicked be no more. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 44 verses 1 through 4. But now hear, O Jacob, my servant, Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus says the Lord who made you, who formed you in the womb and will help you. Do not fear, O Jacob, my servant, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. 
They shall spring up like a green tamarisk, like willows by flowing streams. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 10. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for you reap whatever you sow. If you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. But if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. So then, whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all, and especially for those of the family of faith. Welcome to the last day of Eastertide, the seventh Friday uh, following Easter. This will be the last time uh, before, the last day before Pentecost Sunday, and the birth of the church. Um, and I spoke uh, earlier this week about what that means and um, the the odd moment that we find ourselves in liturgically between Ascension Thursday, um, just over a week ago, and Pentecost, when Christ is not with us, um, and the birth of the church um, hasn't yet occurred, um, when the tongues of fire descend on the apostles and they speak in ways in which everybody hears in their own language. Um, And the reading for today is um, brief, and the... um, the New Testament text reminded me uh, from Galatians. It reminded me of when I was a kid. I remember going to church and the whole "you reap what you sow." It's one of those things that it's it's thematic, and so you hear it a lot um, on Sundays and different days. It's just kind of one of those I don't know phrases that you keep in your pocket. And I didn't quite know what the hell it meant. Um, but reaping and sowing is an, uh, an agrarian farming term. It's actually in reverse. So you sow the seeds, you plant them in the ground, and then you reap the fruit or the grain or whatever it is that's matured. And um, I, I always wondered what these things meant, like what reaping was. And I never connected reaping um, maybe because I didn't quite know what it was, and the grim reaper of death. Um, one of the other kind of thematic phrases or uses of, of language that we have is um, the uh, the wheat and the chaff and, and cutting down um, the, the vine or cutting down the grain. So the grim reaper is the, is the person who goes through the fields and cuts everything down, uh, and then you have whatever fruit or whatever it is that you're harvesting. Um, I think you typically only reap grain. I don't think you reap other things. You harvest it. Anyway, so reaping and sowing um, is what Paul's talking about here. And he says, if you sow to your own flesh, if you plant, if you give to... Um, your own body and to yourself, um, then you'll reap corruption. And um, the 
but if you reap to the Spirit, which is connected with other people, or if you sow to the Spirit, I'm sorry, you'll reap eternal life from the Spirit. It's this unfortunate um, dualism that's set up that the flesh is bad. Um, One of the interesting things about the early church is that they insisted that the flesh is good, even if it could be abused. Um, And it was really popular at the time to create this sharp distinction between the flesh and the material world and the spirit world or heaven. And in fact, the flesh entrapped you um, to this material world. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't until death that you might be freed. And you can only be freed if you had, you know, the, the secret ways of knowing how to free your body once the time came. And the early church said, no, the flesh is actually good. God created uh, your body and your, your, and your soul good, um, even if it can be corrupt. And it might make sense um, using uh, the philosophy of the early church and uh, what they were borrowing from the Greeks. And that's that um, the body being imperfect cannot, cannot uh, uh, sow anything but uh, imperfection. You can't gain perfection from imperfection. The body is good, though imperfect. And if you only cater to and attend to your body, you will never attain perfection. But if you, uh, if you care for your body as it pertains to others, if your own selfhood and personhood is only wrapped up in itself, you'll never gain perfection. But if you concern yourself with how you interact and how you are bound to others, then you may have a chance at at reaping eternal life, reaping perfection. And so it isn't that the flesh is bad, um, but it's that if you only focus on the flesh and you only focus on yourself, you'll miss out on what God has to offer. You'll miss out on uh, communion and community um, because it requires that you depart from yourself a bit. Um, And you yourself, your body, they're not bad, they're simply imperfect. Um, And it's a caution against focusing um, or failing to focus on the things that you should focus on. Uh, Planting and harvesting and investing only in yourself will lead to death. But if you invest with others and they invest in you, then you may, uh, that's precisely the kind of community that God wants uh, us to cultivate here on earth. A Thanksgiving for the Harvest from the Book of Common Prayer. Most gracious God, by whose knowledge the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down the dew, We yield you hearty thanks and praise for the return of seed time and harvest, for the increase of the ground and the gathering in of its fruits, and for all the other blessings of your merciful providence bestowed upon this nation and people. And, we beseech you, give us a just sense of these great mercies, such as may appear in our lives by a humble 
holy, and obedient, walking before you all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Ghost be all glory and honor, world without end. Amen.